0: I feel like one thing everybody 14 years old or older can agree on is that high school is difficult. Finding your friends, finding yourself, finding your people, finding your hobbies is difficult. So in today's episode of Social Truth, episode two, I talked with a multifaceted student, Bryson, and we're just going to talk about high school stereotypes, social hierarchies, high school cliques. We're going to go through a bunch. We're going to talk about things from our perspective because we're very different people and you'll find that out soon enough. Yes, I am a little bit sick. I am recovering from a cold. Actually, the day before today, I was supposed to record this episode with him, but I was like, I texted him. I was like, I woke up sick, so um, here we are now recording it. So yeah, don't mind my voice. It's just a not not a good voice that everybody tells me. Oh, Matthew, your voice is so soothing. I'm sorry, not today. I'm really sorry, but let let me just stop talking. Let's just get into the. Very insightful conversation I had with him. Running
1: back, running back. That's on me. Running back. (laughs)
0: Action.
1: Hi, my name is Bryson. I'm a part of multiple sports and extracurriculars at my high school, and I'm here with Matthew today to talk about social hierarchy and things of that nature.
0: Yeah, so Bryson actually brought this topic up to me, and we were like... We were like, I don't know what what was happening, what we were talking about, like but we, we were like bouncing off each other. <laughs> and then he actually introduced, like, he, he was like the inspiration for this entire series. Like, he brought it up. I was like, you know what? I should just make this into a series. Because we were talking about like friendships or something. I think,
1: yeah, I think we were talking, it was what, in history? Yeah. Yeah, I think we are just talking about how like, um, there's something in history about certain groups of individuals and how mm-hmm. stereotypes, it was stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And how we were just thinking how that relates to like high school and how they connect. And I think I brought up.
0: Okay. So Bryson, you do a lot, a lot, like <laughs> a lot of stuff. A lot. Yeah. So first off, like I just want to start off this episode so the audience kind of understands who you are. Also, I'm recovering from a cold. <laughs> so sorry. your love, healing. but <laughs> you're very involved with the high school you go to the extracurriculars the sports what are specifically the different like quote unquote groups you've been in whether in school or extracurriculars
1: um so like you said I've kind of been through it all I was in a I was in varsity football I was in basketball I was in I'm still in student council and theater tech <laughs> um national honor society BSU HLSU um The groups that I've been, I guess, you know, stereotypically is the jocks. Um, I've been labeled off as a nerd, weirdo. Um, What else? No loner, popular kid. Um, Yeah, just kind of a little bit of everything.
0: Okay. Um, As you can see, he's like very, as the title says, multifaceted. (laughs) So when it comes to high school stereotypes, BetterHelp explains it like this. it's just how conforming to one group limits your explorations of your passions interests and friend groups so my question for you is do you find yourself leading into one specific group that you're involved in more than under more than others and if so why
1: well i mean yeah like i kind of align myself with the things that i'm interested in during the, mm-hmm. like certain group of time Back. um during my freshman year, I was really into sports, right? So then I would start to associate myself with athletes and stuff of that nature. And I would just start r- rolling around with them. And as like an athlete, you're kind of like, you're one of the, you're one of the like the, uh, you wanna, you're kind of at the top, you know, in the social hierarchy, I guess, in high school viewpoint, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, As I got, you know, through a couple years of my high school, I started thinking about college and I started thinking about what would do best for college, right? Mm-hmm. And, and athletics at the high school we go to isn't really going to take me to the next level like academics will. So then I started hanging out with more people in from student council and National Honor Society because that's just where my, you know, goals aligned at that certain time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For what I needed at the time is what the friends I kind of chose to uh, roll with. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. So kind of back, piggybacking off that question, what groups do the majority of your friend, like your main friends, come from or are you just kind of like an open book and you just have friends you know everywhere <laughs> i like i like to
1: say i have friends everywhere because there's a lot of people i know but my true friends um at least right now they come from my clubs the clubs mm-hmm. of student council and basketball i know those are two completely different things but that's an honest truth
0: mm-hmm. yeah those are <laughs> good, those are good responses so there's this term called stereotype threat that i learned while researching for this episode. Yeah. And if you know psychology, you might know this one. Um, NIH, NIH.org describes it as a socially premised psychological threat that arises when one is in a situation or doing something for which a negative stereotype about one's group applies. So here's an example from the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse because that was a, like a mouthful, and earful. <laughs> Research has documented many examples of stereotype threat, including this. Asked to indicate their gender at the beginning of a math test, female college students do more poorly than females who are not asked to indicate their gender. So, have you heard or do you know of any negative stereotypes about some of the groups that you are a part of?
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, I, something I kind of wrote a, wrote about, wrote about a while back. is, um, uh, you know, when I roll with the jocks and I got my headphones in, I might be sagging a little bit. You know what I mean? When I walk in. A college-level classroom—they don't expect much from me, and they don't even expect me to be there in the first place. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, race, how I'm stereotyped, everything like that—definitely plays an effect. Um, I'd be lying to say it doesn't put a smile on my face when I surprise them with my intellect, because it does. Because it does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it definitely can be damaging. You know what I mean? It's—it's um, it's like Plato's allegory of the cave. What you're mm-hmm. expected to do and whatever like confines you, at the end of the day, is what your ceiling's going to be. So the only way to get out of that, I feel like, is knowing who you are immensely, you know what I mean? And not being afraid of Mm -hmm. rejection. Because I have some teachers that would take who I am at face value, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, they'll get to know me and know me because my mind, not the way of my appearance, not because I got tattoos on my skin, not because I got melanin, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also another, like, couple teachers that subconsciously, and it's probably not even on purpose, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm no hate in my heart for nobody, but there's some teachers that don't expect much from me because of the people I hang around with, the people I surround myself with, the music I, you know, like to listen to, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? So t- to a certain person, it would definitely be harmful, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So because you're such like a multifaceted person, you're involved in so many different things <laughs> that you're seeing all these negative stereotypes kind of not, I don't want to say perpetuated, but for lack of a better word, perpetuated onto you, when yeah. it comes to certain situations, okay, that's very interesting. That's perspective, that's hashtag perspective. That is okay.
1: perspective, that's kind of what i <laughs> you know.
0: Okay, so it bothers me to talk about this, but it must be done because we're talking about high school clicks, right? Yeah. We're gonna go through a list of the most typical, the most <laughs> coming of age movie high school clicks, and we're gonna debunk them through our personal experiences because perspective is important. Perspective so, is everything. Perspective is everything. Do you wanna start off?
1: Um, sure. Let's go to the um I feel like I feel like they more have a positive image now, the nerds, right?
0: hmm
1: Um Yeah, the nerds. I feel like it's kinda cool to be a nerd now because people expect you to do the best. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, the dangers of being a nerd, though, is kind of like they expect everything from you. They expect you to actually do the best academically and earn the that's most true. and get into the most prestigious colleges. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. but I feel I don't feel like all in all, I don't think being a nerd nowadays is as bad as it used to be, if that's okay to say.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like presenting yourself as a nerd, it's a lot more like looked up to now. I feel like especially post COVID, but anyway, um, something very classic, the Jocks. <laughs> um, I know Bryson, you know a lot about this, Definitely. so, uh, I don't, I don't really know what to say. The Jocks group, I don't know it. The loudmouth. Yeah. I am. How oh, about you?
1: The Jocks, man. Loudmouth. I feel like yeah, when they they roll deep for sure, but it's all mm-hmm. of the same kind. They don't really go out of their kind, if that makes any yeah. sense. If the basketball players are gonna hang out with the basketball players, football players are gonna hang out with the football players, soccer, soccer, volleyball, volleyball, lacrosse, lacrosse, golf, bowling, all that. Damn, um,
0: <laughs> You went through like an entire catalogue of... anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but uh
1: I feel like the jocks they get they get categorized as not the smartest, you know, like brawn mm-hmm. over brain. You know, what I mean nerd and jock are kind of polar opposites when Half the time we we don't have like a definitive. We're never like extremely definitive as people, and everybody everybody is multifaceted at some point, you know. what mm-hmm. I mean? So I feel like the damage the damages of being jock is that you know when they walk into a college level room, they're not expected as anything like I said before, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean? But the bright side is that they usually get rolled in with the popular kids because they are the athletes or so the people that you go watch to go see, and they're obviously right. as a jock knowing that and just playing a sport and one, you're going to look physically more appealing, I guess, because you're constantly working out. Right. Right. And you're just going to have that pride and that confidence, confidence, maybe some arrogance, but it's going to be a lot of confidence being around just because you made the team and not every single person is going to be on a team.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I feel- Oh, go ahead.
1: No, 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 go, go, go.
0: No, you're good. I can hold on to my thought.
1: I was just, I was just going to finish it off by saying like there's pros and cons to everything. You know what I mean? Mm. So in my experience, that's really what a jock is.
0: Yeah. So piggyback, piggybacking a little bit off of that, when we're talking about kind of like the top of the social ladder ish, the Asian friend group, the you know, I talked about this with six other people last week. And I feel like the Asian friend group, it's a very it's a pyramid scheme in a, in a way, depending on what asian friend group you're a part of but what do you think
1: i mean i'm personally not asian so i can't really think of it like i can't really <laughs> talk about it but from my perspective you know shout out um mm-hmm. when you see when you see the asian group you know what i mean i'm gonna be like very unfiltered and you know i have like i'm not judgmental any of them mm-hmm. i like, i'm multifaceted as you said like i hang out with everybody on oh, no confidence maybe that's a jock talking to me <laughs> um no but when you see the Asian friend group, you kinda of think of like the math leads, I guess. Um, they're kind of just immediately you think of like somebody who has high intelligence. Um, especially in school, it's kind of the people you turn to for like maybe they'll have the homework answer. You know what I mean? And I get mm-hmm. I guess that's not something you should do, but that's something we also consciously do because of things we've you know, like pop pop culture growing up. That's what they that's what it taught us.
0: Yeah, when you're talking about the most typical high school cliques, obviously um, East Asians and uh, Southeast Asians, they're going to be coined as, you know, the model minority, which, you know, it's a stereotype we should break. We will break. Definitely. Yeah. So when it comes to the band kids and the theater kids, I was a band kid. You are kind of a theater kid, so I'll let you start. (laughs) I mean... High school high
1: school goes, I guess this is kind of the bottom of the ladder when you think of it. You know what I mean? But my whole thing about joining theater is something that I enjoy doing. And I know who I am. And if you know who you are, nobody can take away from who you are. You won't be peer pressured into doing things just for like boosting your own, I guess, uh image, you know? But being being looked at a theater like when I was hanging around with you know, the quote-unquote jocks or the quote-unquote popular kids, they are be like, dude, you do theater? What? Ugh, you know what I mean? Uh, You're in theater? That's weird. But then I'll tell them, I'm like, well, the thing I do is actually really cool. I help with the lights and the sound production. And I help the actors on the stage. And once I break it down, and then once, you know, I feel like if someone's dissing you, it's only because of arrogance because they don't know exactly what you're doing. You know what <laughs> I mean? They're letting the... Than the pre found knowledge of just it looking uncool, um, manipulate what they're trying to like, manipulate their thoughts in a way, um, like being arrogant. So, after I like, I educated them, like what I do and why I think it's really cool. And since you know, me and them play the same sports, it's easier to listen to me because I'm not just a theater kid, and then they'll be like, oh, okay, that's actually kind of cool, maybe I should join. Then I had like four or five friends join, and we we're all having a good time in theater, it was crazy.
0: hmm. Yeah, perspective is important. So, um, when it comes to like the band kids, I was a band kid in middle school. I played trumpet all three years. <laughs> Shout out Sammy Haig. You know who you are. But <laughs> the band kids, I feel like I cannot help but respect them because it takes a lot of commitment to stick to an instrument Definitely. throughout like three, four, even seven years if you combine middle and high school. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they do get stereotyped often. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean they're the ones that pretty much run the games, Dude, marching run band the pep Exactly, yeah.
1: Is committed. I see them outside of our school twenty four seven practicing. I got and the
0: fact that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I just got the utmost respect for them. Right.
0: The fact that like marching band counts as a pass as, like a PE credit. <laughs> that's just like they're like carrying those. They're they're out there, but anyway,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, um, what what is the drugger the druggy slash partiers and we'll also talk about peer pressure at high school parties in this part segment. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Man, man, these kids, um, they're kind of like, I feel like they're kind of the kids that usually have no place to go mm-hmm. or no place to turn to. They don't have like band uh, sports because they're really not good at anything. So they kind of turn to what's easy. And you know what I mean? And I've been, I've been, you know, I think we've both been in the bathroom and they're, you know, smoking or doing some mm-hmm. type of drugs. And yeah, I've been asked like many, many times to take a hit, but, the instead like, if you, man, it's kind of hard to talk about cause it's like, why, at a certain point it's like, why? Why, mm-hmm. why, why are they doing drugs? <laughs> but for the people who do, I get it. You know what I mean. It's another group that you can kind of fill into. You know, mm-hmm. a, even if it's not something that's really like looked up upon, it's something that you can gain a friend group from and like feel like you're fitting in, despite despite how it may seem. Right. Especially in high school. You know what I mean. uh For the partiers. I, they're just trying to have fun. They don't really care about my They just want to have fun. <laughs> I get it. Yeah.
0: When it comes to peer pressure in high school parties, I don't know. I've been to a few. I've been to a few kickbacks a few parties. Like, the culture around underage drugs and underage drinking is a lot different than, like, the very typical coming-of-age movie kind of thing. Like, if you say no, most of the time, in my experience, like, they respect it. They don't care. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you. Like, it's a very, it can be a very strong friend group.
1: Yeah, um, trying to go kind of going against that, like some friends. Like, I had a middle school friend group, you know, going into high school, and they started getting into weed, drugs, alcohol, and everything like that. And mm-hmm. since I, it's not something that it's not it's not anything I look down upon. Because at at a certain parent, everybody everybody's going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. And if it makes you feel better, it makes you feel good. Do it. You know what I mean? I'm right. not. Stop used. It's just something I didn't agree with. It's not like because I just had so much other things in my life at that time. And I kind of like, since I didn't do it, friendships were ended. You know what I mean? But on the other side of the coin, let's say I did, then I'd be and I'd be just strung along with exactly those people that were just mentioning. Not that those people are bad in any way. It's just not who I wanted to be at it in this point of my life. You know. So I feel like the the druggies or whatever we call them get a bad rep because because it's so it's, it's a very diversified group of people it's the people that there's like the stress relievers that just do it to get to have so much going on in their life that they need an escape right mm-hmm. and then there's the over users right and i feel like the stress relievers are the people you've mentioned like they're just doing it for fun they're just doing it to have a good time and if you don't want to do it, they're not going to force you. But the overusers, they need somebody. They they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? They know that they're overusing it and it's kind of self-harming. So they so they need to feel like what they're doing is okay. So I, so at some point, they're going to want to try to force you to do it to make themselves look normal, if that makes any right.
0: sense. Oh, yeah, I totally see where you're going with that.
1: It's kind of hard to word, but hopefully you can you know envision what i'm trying to say
0: no yeah um now when it comes to the next group the skaters i don't i don't really know like they just they just skate cuz i just took this off like a list on the internet yeah i don't know i mean they have their little group they have their little niche yeah. skating so
1: don't the the skaters and the drugies kind of get put together sometimes right oh that's true um but it just like they're categorized like the chill kind of to themselves sometimes type of people um no like when I when I talk to a quote-unquote skater just a normal person that I pursue a hobby you know what yeah. I mean all of these all of these things that we're listing are just hobbies and we're getting and then we're getting categorized by the things that we enjoy doing you know what yeah. I mean So, when I talk to a skater, it's no different from talking to a theater kid, but their hobbies aren't aligned because this is something they don't enjoy doing. But um, the skater kids and the drugs definitely get like intertwined for some reason just because the skaters usually wear skating things that are like dark a little bit. Um, There's stuff like that, which I don't think is fair, but it just is what it is. You know what I mean? But based off my experiences, they've all been like, I guess, chill and just been people who enjoy skating. That's literally all literally all it
0: is yeah so item g is the outcasts yeah. you have any thoughts about that
1: the out like, like i feel like outcasts out, outcasts are just people who haven't or just outcasts i feel like are just introvert introverts who haven't found the extrovert to make them social mm-hmm. cuz it's like you got to get like if you don't choose to put yourself out there, find a hobby you enjoy, and then align your group of friends with the same interests that you're interested in. And then you're introverted and you choose not to talk to nobody. Of course, you could be an outcast. Maybe you feel like you're different from everybody or more mature than everybody. And these are kind of like the loners, the outcasts, people that... But at the, at the same time, sometimes you see outcasts with outcasts. You know? <laughs> um, Which is kind of cool to see that even in high school, There's always going to be a place for you. But the outcasts that are truly, like, alone, I feel like they just haven't found the right extrovert yet. And they just kind of got unlucky because most of the people I know, most of the friends I have are actually introverted until I met them because I'm an extroverted person. So I met them. I kind of broke them out of their shell, and then they became social. It just depends on the type of people you meet in your life. You know what I mean? So they're truly alone, I say, like, nobody's truly an outcast. Cause there's always going to be a group that fits you. Cause you, like as I just said, outcasts usually hang with the outcasts, no? But you know, when I when I see people truly alone, it just it just looks as if they haven't put themselves out there, or there's something restricting them, or they haven't found that right extrovert to bring them out of themselves shell, or they haven't found the right hobby they want to pursue yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think because as you were saying before, how everything is just like. Everybody in this list is just pursuing their hobbies. I just don't think they've not found themselves, but like, they haven't found their 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 hobby, or like their hobby isn't is too niche to have like an entire high school group. But anyway, something I want to mention are kind of like I don't know how to describe them, but like the very modern outcasts, and like they turn on like they're the D and D warriors, like they turn on do not disturb. (laughs) <laughs> religiously, like, like they're intentionally trying to be alone. And I've talked about this before, but I don't. I want to know what you think. But I never think that's healthy. Like, isolating yourself intentionally. Like, I understand if you're trying to better yourself and you want to like remove any distractions from your life. But removing like everybody. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I mean, I've been, I've been. There's a there was a point in my life where I want to be isolated. I feel like everybody has that point, right? Mm-hmm. But. You know, I'm religious, and I don't expect everyone to be. Um, but it said, like, there's a verse in the Bible that says, God did not mean for man to be alone. And I and I truly believe in that. Because it's, it's at some point, it's like, being alone to yourself is just not really the way life is meant to be lived. I feel like moments are extremely more enjoyable when you experience them with others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the reason why people want to be alone is because they're scared of re- rejection. Like, like when I was isolated for a certain group of time, like a certain amount of time, it's because I, I was just afraid of the fact that if I put myself out there, people, people want to enjoy the person who, as as I am. And that's a scary thought. You know what I mean? It's easy now because, you know, like, for example, Matthew, you're an extremely, extremely amazing guy. Right. And you put yourself out there. People reciprocate your same energy and you're shown daily from the love of just people give you it can't even be random people just everyone enjoys the person you are so it's really easy to be who you are you know what i mean
0: thank you yes but yeah i see where you're going with that
1: and flip the coin if it's really hard to be who you are you're going to be alone because you're scared of that rejection and that pain of rejection Mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of why i feel that's that's the way it is in certain times
0: yeah so for the last item slash the most typical high school clicks the last one is the class clown and let me just say this off the bat bryson is 100 percent in this category
1: (laughs) (laughs) the class clown um (laughs) i feel like the class clowns are attention seekers for sure (laughs) um it's either the extremely bored or the attention seekers me i'm the extremely bored but um, I, I've there's a you know there's always a point where you want attention as well. Um, the class clowns, uh, I love them. I think they make class a little a little fun. You mm-hmm. know, depending on the class, sometimes you're like shut up. <laughs> i, I try to focus. You know, it's a good balance. I feel like at the end of the day, the class clowns are just trying really hard to fit in, and they're using comedy as the way too. Mm-hmm. Um, 'Cause it's really it's really easy to talk to someone or to connect with someone on a deeper level just by laughing. You know what I mean? That's true. It's just uh it's just like it's a happy emotion, a positive emotion. And if you can connect over positive emotions, it's easy to connect with people. That's why class clowns are usually have like not the most friends, but they you never really see a class clown alone. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah.
0: Yeah. So now that, we're talk- now that we're done talking about all these cliques, to kind of close it off, what do you think is good about high school cliques and what do you think is bad about high school cliques? Uh,
1: okay. We talked about loners. We talked about the uh, jocks, nerds, class clown, everything. I feel like at the end of the day, there's all of these stereotypes for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there's something that you enjoy doing, 9 out of 10, there's a 9 out of 10 chance that other people enjoy doing too. So the so the positive side of a click is that despite what you enjoy doing, you're always going to find people who enjoy doing the same thing. That's going to be a way to easily make friends, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good thing, you know what I mean? Because everyone has a place to belong. But for the people who feel like they don't belong anywhere, it can be very harmful because it feels as if like once all these stereotypes, all these cliques, all these groups kind of already like develop, they seem closed off and impossible to get into. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a part of one group, you can't be a part of another one and your ceiling is already there. You know what I mean? But take it from someone who's done multiple things. If you apply yourself and you be yourself yourself, and you're not scared of rejection. You put yourself out there. You're gonna have an amazing time. But that's not go to say like for for instance, if you're trying to be a basketball player, I'm not I'm not saying like don't put 100 percent into it, and just put 50 percent into everything. If you're gonna do something, put 100 percent into it because you're gonna get it back a thousand percent. If that makes any sense, like you're gonna get mm-hmm. back from it. Um, but it also goes to show that despite who you are, you can fit in anywhere. You know, despite how you look, despite despite what music you like, despite the food you like, despite uh, if your name Matthew and Bryson, you could be friends with anybody. It does like it really doesn't matter. Um, but I feel like the stereotypes can also do the harm because because then you start like you know if you're constantly told every single day that you're this dude this type of person, you're going to become that type of person. Mm-hmm if you're constantly told that like you're a shy person you're gonna you know you're gonna develop a lot of shy habits so i feel like more people should just take take in like the way people who they are instead of what they do because they're two completely different things you can't you can't judge somebody just off what they enjoy doing that's like that's like me hating you over your favorite color it doesn't make any sense um but, Yeah, there's always there's always going to be a place for everyone, but I feel like as the years go by it starts to not matter, right? Anime's becoming the cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody cares if you like certain things, but there's always going to be stuff frowned upon. Like um not always, but there's still stuff that we see that's frowned upon that really shouldn't because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um there's always going to be a place for somebody. That's what that's what I'm trying to
0: say. Mm-hmm when it comes to like when you for me when i think about high school cliques i think about lunch tables and how there's certain groups at certain uh, lunch tables right yeah so be, i i feel like my where my mind was going with what's good and what's bad about high school cliques is that you find your place like you find your group and you have somewhere you can go to you have um you know a group of people that you can turn to but on the flip side it's like you keep to yourself and you're not able to understand like what other people are doing like you were saying like yeah. the contrast between like your um your athletic friends versus your theater friends and then they kind of meshed as you made both sides open-minded i guess yeah so yeah that's what i think i think they they do foster connection but they limit um your point of view i guess
1: Nah, i completely get what you're saying you basically like like your yeah. view becomes really limited since since once you're a part of a group, it seems like there's no getting out of it or you can't do an- another one. Mm-hmm. Especially in the lunch table, like everyone usually kind of sticks to what they're comfortable in. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, I feel like if you were to sit down at a table, if you were just to try to socialize with any group of people, you won't get rejected. Nine <laughs> times out of 10, like um, it is it's scary to go out of your comfort zone. But for the people who do, for the people who, do multiple things and are friends with multiple groups of people and you look at them like how it's just because they're not scared of rejection
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're not they're not scared of someone not liking them for who they are because they know what they bring to the table and they know where their skill set lies if your skill set lies with talking and making people laugh you can be a class clown. if your skill set lies with doing sports you're just gonna be a jock well that's your skill set that's not who you are that's what you're naturally good at that's not what you enjoy doing that's not what you enjoy talking about yeah you know, so at, at the end of the day, we're all human. At the end of the day, we bring so much to the table. Despite, you know, we bring so much to the table. It's not only what we're able to do, but it's also how we're able to talk, what we're able to think about. Like, we're just so dense in high school. So I just hope that people start talking to people like they're people. Not because, not like, they you know, I would say the same thing. Yeah. Saying. Not like they just because of what they do, you know.
0: Yeah. So the following question was how do you break out of the quote unquote find your place stigma? But we did already kind of answer that. So if you wanna know how to break the find your place stigma. Dude, if you wanna break out of it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do well, it. Just, just do just it.
1: Know. Just just
0: just break out of it,
1: man. Um no you as I like, I think I said this a couple times, just can't be afraid of rejection. Once that's why I feel like it's really good to know who you are. And high school is a perfect place for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's damaging, but it's a perfect place to figure out who you are. If you're in high school and you know high school isn't for you, you're finding out pieces of who you are. Right. And the faster you find out who you are, and the faster you know what you bring to the table, and the faster you find that confidence within yourself. And high school is hard because there's so many things that will make you insecure, and there's so many people that you want to be like. But once you start realizing that the person you want to be like will never have the traits that are attractive that you possess, and you're like, man, this is what I bring to the table. This is what I can do, and this is what nobody else can do but I can do. And this is why my skill set is valuable to so many different groups. And I'm not care, and I don't care if they reject me because I know who I am. And I know that I'm a, you know, and you're not in nine times out of 10, you're not going to reject it. You're just going to develop more friends and more friends and people that love you and care for you. Cause you're just this genuine person that knows what they bring to the table with this confidence. And the people that don't like you won't matter to you. So once you know who you are and once you figure out that rejection isn't real and setbacks aren't, are normal. <laughs> setbacks yep. are normal. Failure is normal, but you just can't like, you just got to persevere through them. And then once you continuously persevere, you'll figure out where, like, your true friends are. And maybe everyone's your friend. And you're just this perfect being. Who knows? But you would never know that if you don't apply yourself and know, who like, if you're not... If you're constantly scared of rejection, you will always be a part of the group that's most comfortable with you.
0: Right. I, I think I've said this before, but, like, if you did not face one struggle in high school, I think you were too comfortable. Or, like... You didn't put yourself out there enough or you stayed in your comfort zone but anyway um, the comfort
1: the comfort zone is more damaging than it is good right i agree
0: so kind of just a a little feature in this episode but (laughs) let's talk social hierarchies upon talking about these stereotypes there's one particular group slash click that i didn't fully like we didn't fully embody and like go over Okay, okay um which is the top of the social ladder group in like the popular kids. So and a do you think social hierarchies exist? Why or why not? I feel
1: like, I feel like they're outdated now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they still do exist. Definitely. Um, as a, as a high school student, you see it. And as somebody who doesn't believe in it, you still see it. And, um, it sucks to see, uh, <laughs> or like the top, I feel like social hierarchy, is, the reason why I don't believe it in it is because despite where your quote unquote social rank right is, if you're happy, you're happy and it doesn't matter to you. Like it doesn't affect you. It only, it only exists because so many people are affected by it. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Cause people let it like control the way they view themselves. If they don't have their nails did and their hair a certain way and their style a certain way, they won't they won't be liked among the masses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, even me, I there's no reason for me to be buying two hundred and sixty dollar Jordans. <laughs> but when I rock out in them at school and people are like damn yo, J's fly, then I feel I feel good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But at the end of the day, You got to do it for yourself. And that's why I don't believe, I don't really believe in them. Right. They do exist, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Because once you remove yourself from that mindset, it's not like, there's people, as long as people are still affected by it, it exists generally. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So final topic, what makes people more popular or climb the social ladder in high school? What do you think? Um...
1: Uh, this is kind of hard to say. I feel like I feel like it's the how you climb the social edit, what it fakes the social edit. Uh the people at the top are probably the most like extroverted, attractive, just like sporty, athletically gifted. It's it's the it's the naturally gifted people that show off their gifts constantly. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's naturally gifted, but the extroverted naturally gifted, which you see their gifts constantly, and they're constantly talking, they're constantly joking, or they're on the court, on the field. um, They're going to be at the top because everybody knows how positive their energy really is. You know, if you constantly show your gifts out to the world and they're reciprocated with like love and affection, you're gonna, you're obviously gonna be on top of the uh, social hierarchy because you're gonna be so valuable, right? You know what I mean. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just, it really just matters if you think you, you as an individual, is valuable yourself. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the same people that you think are so valuable in high school are gonna peak in high school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to um I was going to okay. like make a little segment about <laughs> peaking in high school but I didn't know how to describe that. Maybe you know what we can talk about it after this. Okay. So okay. Okay. But oh, as I was thinking about this topic I realized that like the more involved you are in school the more popular you are if in in the context of high school in my opinion. Definitely. Like I feel like student council is at the top of the top of <laughs> like I don't know. There's just something elitist about it, but not in a bad way. Like
1: I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. It's it's kind of, because I'm in student council, and it's kind of like, it's, okay, so now it's kind of like elitist, because I guess the teachers were smiled upon by the teachers, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like, you do so much for the school, so the admin lets you get away with certain things, and then, of course, people are going to peep. Your peers are going to peep. And then you're obviously going to be more extroverted because you're the person that plans. And you have to come to every single homecoming, every single spring fest, every single dance, football game. So you're going to all of these events, and since you're forced to go to all of these events because of student council, you're going to be there. You're going to have to dress up for this and that. And then at at a certain point, you're you're destined to find people because you just put yourself out there constantly because of student council, mm-hmm. and. Because you're in student council, it's so much easier to be smiled upon before putting yourself out there because it looks like you're benefiting the school. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So pro tip, if you want friends and you want to put yourself out there, but you want the easy way out, join student council. Join Stuco.
1: But if you do not make Stuco, there's a million other clubs that you can go into. You know what I mean? million other sports extracurriculars student council isn't for everybody high school isn't for everybody but what is for everybody is like the pursuit of happiness as corny as i sound corn clown but <laughs> the people who you surround yourself with and they make you happy is, is gonna just it's gonna be it's gonna make it easier on yourself for sure
0: yes 100 percent. so let's talk about peaking in high school <laughs> are, you, are you afraid you'll peak in high school me yeah
1: Um, okay. I feel like everybody else around me thinks I'm a peak in high school. Oh, (laughs) you know, uh, genuinely, but no, I don't think I'm a peak in high school because I because the plan was never by when I planned my future, it was never I never really thought of high school as anything, really. I was always looking forward to like college and my business and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm using high school to develop the skills that I already have. But I'm also trying to figure out what I can contribute later on in life.
0: Right. You're always thinking, like, ahead, ahead.
1: Yeah. And sometimes there's more harm than good. Because you can't really truly be happy unless you're in the moment. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But, you know, just something I was kind of always born with is uh, always thinking ahead. You know what I mean? But I have kind of started learning to live in the moment and just appreciate, like, since I'm in so many clubs, appreciate the moments I have appreciate the parties that I go to appreciate the people that are currently in my life because nothing is promised you know what I mean
0: yeah, so, yeah. that was amazing beautiful <laughs> insightful insight insightful. So, insightful insight so thank you Bryson I'm clapping but you can't hear it because of my mic but anyway all right. that's all we have today that episode was a good 30 minutes a good 40 minutes actually that was fun that was I did a lot of a, what were you saying? I was doing a lot of yapping. I, I was gonna say you hold the conversation really well. I was like, this was such a good decision. <laughs> because I talked to some people and they like they're they're umming, they're liking, they're they're hmm, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, not to to anybody, to any guest <laughs> I've ever had on here, just um you're you're fine, okay? I promise you it's not you. Yeah. But yeah,
1: alright. Hey, I I enjoyed it. I hopefully, hopefully, anything I say could help anybody. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Alright. Um, you have anything to say? Cause I kind of did somebody so much talking. I feel like do you want to ra- do you want to wrap it up? Do you want to like tell anybody like listen like you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be okay.
0: <laughs> you are well. Yeah, you'll you'll be fine. You'll make your way through high school. Um, you'll get everybody grows at their own pace so yeah yeah in that aspect it can be hard to make friends and socialize in high school but each like everything is subjective each situation is different your story is completely different to everyone else's story so you just have to go through it
1: yeah um I know. Uh, i'm kind of i'm standing in the shoes of somebody who is kind of popular and for the people that are unpopular people that you know it, it's harder to make friends take it day by day i have i know a lot of people that struggled with finding their group but truly if you just let time do its thing and constantly put yourself out there the worst thing people can say is no and then once you start realizing that no never really matters and then things chill over time and rejection is just no losing is that's when you start just being so connected
0: to the world and being extremely happy so okay thank you bryson thank you so much for tuning in and staying to the end for social truth episode two if you stay to the end message me dm me email me and tell me what your favorite part from this episode was your favorite soundbite your favorite quote something funny like just let me know because i really do appreciate you okay that's it